Well, you know, we, we've had two uh, sessions on foot soldiers for Jesus Christ. And uh, this is a series that I'm doing, and God has placed it upon our hearts, and we want, you know, review much because that is available to you, all right, uh, to listen to online and whatever they call that. And last week we talked about the reality of being a witness and how God has called us and he positions us and he places us to be a witness for him. And there are particular things that he specifically said we are to have a forefront with regard to what is it that I'm supposed to witness. You can find out about that by listening to the podcast. But today I want to talk about your front line. Your front line. Life on the front lines. The idea is to unleash hope and to enforce the victory of Jesus Christ. It was the Apostle Paul in the midst of distorted values and misleading commitments and confused thinking and dangerous constant uh, misconceptions. They weren't, they weren't irrelevant. They were, they were not like, oh, that's insignificant. Major. Influencing the very nature of humanity. Dictating the laws and the rules of government. And what can I say, just, you know, messing up the mind of mankind. And it was in, within that framework and in that situation that Paul says that there was three elements that as foot soldiers for Jesus Christ need to be incorporated in our life. Number one, he says, it needs to be the dedication of a soldier. We need a dedication of a soldier. Then we need the discipline of an athlete. And then we need also the diligence and the patience of a farmer. Each one of those speaks of a realm and presents a major picture to us as we employ them as soldiers of Jesus Christ and how that soldiers for America in various countries that are loved, those are some disciplines and It helped frame their lives. The importance of this is because we are not called to be Christians merely to enjoy life, and though we do, 
and his blessings has been promised to us. But Jesus really wants us to get involved in life. And sometimes those engagements are uncomfortable assignments. And that's why he says you need to take your share of life like a good soldier. I mentioned to you that Christianity is not a way of doing special things. It is a special way of doing everything. Everything. It says in Colossians chapter 3, whatever you do in word or in deed, do all in the name of Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Who he is and what he has done and his reputation. Would you understand with me this morning that your reputation is important? But you were called to exemplify his reputation. You're a witness to his reputation. You are a witness to his work. It is so exciting. This is not to be a heavy-handed get out there, but it's to excite you about your role. In this series, we will... Look at the frontline call, the frontline commission, the frontline community, the frontline concern, the frontline cry, and the frontline commitment. But this morning is the frontline call, a call to whole life discipleship. Being a frontline Christian in what we know is to be a, a bottom line world. Understanding that God is your CEO. He is your CEO. But you are ordinary people on the front lines. And that the fact of the matter is that relationship with Christ in righteousness will work in every dynamic of society. Is your Christian integrity flourishes in the midst of your front line? The Bible records those that became an influence. You remember the story of Joseph. You're familiar with David. You recall Daniel. And then the great woman, Esther. Set, obviously, in places probably that you and I cannot be set. But every time you're set in those places of magnitude like that, you know, the opportunity is greater, but so is the opposition. And that's why the Apostle Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What's he saying? You're going to have some opposition. But you can do it. Everybody see, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Absolutely. 
Your marketplace, your workplace, your recreational place is, is a front line. It's not to be a spectator sport. Thank you for coming to church this morning and worshiping the Lord, but Christianity is more than going to church and listening to music and sermons and vital, but there's a game out there. There's a game out there. He has not left you powerless. He's not left you giftedless. He says, I give you authority over all the works of the devil. So when you encounter, you know, an atmosphere, when you encounter opposition, guess who's in charge? I know. It's the approach. Think about this, the front line. We spend 95% of our time in our homes, our neighborhoods, our schools, our workplace, and community. We spend 5% of our time doing church and church-related service and activities. Thank God for the church. But if the followers of Jesus Christ, we restrict, you know, our Christian living and our influence just to church-related things and activities, we are missing 95% of the potential to join Jesus in transforming the hearts and lives of men and women. Hallelujah. Your front line. Jesus said, go into he longs to get us engaged wherever our everyday lives take us. In witnessing Jesus is more than just mentioning Jesus. It is Living Jesus. Hallelujah. Living Jesus. You know, it says that when they ask you of the hope that is within you, they've seen something. It has drawn a question out of them. There's a perspective that you've been portraying to them, and they're interested in it. And so they begin to ask you about what is it? What is it that, has, that gives you this joy, this peace, this attitude, this hope, this perspective? What is it? Living 
Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, Christ has done the redeeming, but he has passed the everyday work of proclaiming that redemption to you and I. Second Corinthians says this, now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God was pleading through you. Imagine, we talked about last week, the Holy Spirit in our lives. And how he is a witness. He wants to testify. And God is in us. As an ambassador of, ambassadors are from out of the country. They're from another land. You've been transported. He has delivered us from the power of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. And so we got kingdom of darkness and we got kingdom of light. And we're here as ambassadors to the kingdom of light. I mentioned last week that we need to do more than identifying the darkness. We need to enlighten the darkness. You know, because I've been around this thing quite a while. In fact, it's as long as I am old. And I've heard a lot of identifying darkness. But... Sometimes not enough of enlightening the darkness. How do we enlighten the darkness? I mentioned that last week too. Do all things without murmuring and complaining in wherein you shine as lights in the world. If you're down the dumps just like they are, it's not light. If you can have a bad day, have it at home. <laughs> yeah, have it at home. Don't take it out there. They've got enough of it. Oh, thank you, Lord. So the question is, is, and you've already probably gathered, but where's your front line? Where's your Galilee, your Jerusalem? Where's your daily territory? Where do you live and work and play? Surely there's some friendships in your life. And you have more influence on your friends than strangers do. So you just take advantage of those friendships. 
front line is where you represent Jesus. Jesus said that it wouldn't always be conducive. Sometimes you're going to be in hostile environments. Yes, you'll face rejection and opposition. Remember the passage of Scripture in Matthew chapter 10, which says, I send you as lambs among wolves. What kind of shepherd is that? Shepherd that knows what he's doing. But a shepherd's just telling us, you can't stand on your own. Now, he said, he's telling you that you're helpless on your own. Now, that's why, even though he commissioned his disciples and, you know, and commissions all of the called of God, he says, I don't want you to leave Jerusalem. Now, Jerusalem was their headquarters. All right. Jerusalem was the place, you know what I mean, the, the, where this thing spawned. And it was going to be the starting point, you know, for their lives in relationship to fulfilling the mission of Jesus Christ. But he said, you really need to wait until you get the power. Because you're helpless on your own. How many can say this morning, thank God for the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Hallelujah. See, your front line can be dangerous. It doesn't mean that it always is, but it can be dangerous. He says that you need to be as wise as serpents and harmless as doves. He says you need to be vulnerable, but not stupid. You need to be like a dove who's innocent. Don't bring unnecessary persecutions and, you know, by careless approaches. Use discretion. I like what Peter said. First Peter chapter 2. 12 and 15, it says, keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable. That when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good works and glorify God on the day of his visitation. Whew. It says there's a connection between your witness and you know, your, how you conduct yourself in their presence when all of a sudden they might have a meeting with God. Thank you, Jesus.
your front line? Where has God positioned you to make an impact? Because God is longing to engage, engage us wherever we are in everyday lives. You see, God loves those people that you talk to every day. He loves them. I don't know if this would be valuable to you, but Matthew Chen gives us four arenas that you'll find wolves in. And he sets us in them. Verse 17 says that you'll find wolves in religion. Verse 18 and 20 says you'll find wolves in government. Verse 21 says you'll find wolves in family. And verse 22 says you'll find wolves in society. See, God is already using you. He's using you in the front line, even if you don't know it and recognize it. But imagine how much more, you know, could be engaged if we recognized and tuned into the fact of our front line. See, your front line, it's the ultimate assignment that Jesus has given you. We're supposed to help others to hear about, to understand, and to know Jesus as Savior, Lord. I'm afraid that my next statement, I'm reluctant. Because I don't want to burden you. I don't want to wait you, but I wonder sometimes if our prayers are more just maintenance prayers. Prayers that are squished in between everything else. Why? Because of the power of prayer. The power of prayer. A people that's entreating God on behalf of those that are on your front line. A people that's interceding that somehow that they would recognize, you know what I mean, and come to repentance. A people that when they see it, the multitude, they're moved with compassion.
I can't get it on my own. I might be able to rev it up for a little bit, but it just kind of revs back down. Which prophet was that says it's his word is shut up in me like fire in my bones? Oh, help me, Jesus. I need some bonfire. <laughs> now, let me talk about Frontline Commission. And I'll be honest with you, I never saw this this way before, but I'll share it with you and hopefully you too will see it. It's taken from Jeremiah chapter 29. The children of Israel in, are in captivity in Babylon. They're in a different environment. And we won't discuss why they got there, but God placed them there. All right? And what you discover that, that the children of God's role in that challenge and difficult and unwelcoming and unrewarding environment is that God wants you to thrive on your front line. God wants you to thrive on your front line. Our great scripture, for I know the plans I have for you, plans of good and not of evil. Plans to prosper you and give you, you know, an expected end. So we ask the question, when they get out of Babylon or when they're in Babylon? I've got news for you. It's in Babylon. It's in Babylon. You know, I tell you, we got a place. We belong. We don't have to hang our heads. We don't have to get out of the mainstream. We just got to get in the right stream. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. Woo! Hallelujah. So when he spoke that passage of scripture, he says, I want you to live in hope no matter what your situation and circumstance is. Live in hope. Find peace in your present current circumstances. Look to see how the Lord wants to use you where you are right now. Jesus says, you just need to do business Till I come. We're in business. Times may be tough and will be tough, but not impossible. Now notice what he says. When I said, where does he want you to succeed and 
you know, rise and be blessed so that you can be a blessing. In Jeremiah 29, verse 5, it begins. So obviously, this instructions were they had kind of coiled up. In fact, as the psalmist writes this one, we've hung our harp on the willow tree. We're just not going to sing in our land of bondage. So they thought. You can have a song in Babylon. You can have a song. Here's what he says. I want you to build houses and dwell in them, plant gardens and eat their fruit. He says, I want you to live a normal life. In Babylon? Yes. See, you're in Babylon to let your light shine. See, this might be a little bit hard, but America is not heaven. It is not our homeland. It is our Babylon. Now, if he sends you in the front lines to some other country like our students to Spain or France, that's your front line. That's where your role, your job is. But he says, build houses, dwell in them, plant gardens, eat the fruit, take wives, raise godly children, beget sons and daughters, and take wives of your sons. And I mean, he says, keep the procreation, keep the family line alive. And I say this respectfully, I hear once in a while, I don't know if I want to bring any children into this world with the way the world is going. <coughs> bring them in, Jesus says. <laughs> bring them in. They're going to light the future generations. If you don't bring them in, one day your life is going out. One day I'll not stand here. Hopefully there's somebody to replace me. That's what he's saying. Oh. No, I'm not, I'm not, you know, saying that, that it's ideal. But it's possible. He says that you may be increased there and not diminished. Oh. 
God's a God of increase and multiplication and, you know what I mean? In blessing. I'll make you the head and not the tail. Stop feeling like you're the tail. Start acting like you're the head. Sometimes I've got to do that. Shake myself, turn myself. Head and not the tail. Jesus Christ came, according to the Apostle Paul, through his work so that the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through the Spirit. You're not looking for earthly soil. You're looking for heavenly results. Somebody give the Lord a praise. Hallelujah. Yes. Yeah. We're not. The church, you know what I mean, is not looking for earthly soil. There's an earthly soil for the children of Israel. There is. We won't go into that. But we're looking for heavenly results. Notice he says in verse 7, Now seek the peace of the city where I have caused you to be carried away captive. Pray to the Lord for it. For in its peace you will find or have peace. Yeah. Hallelujah. Their success can be your success. And it seems like that you have, and, and we have, you know, we, we, we are a major power. Pray for them. Pray for their peace. Pray for their success. Because then you become also participant in it. Yeah, ask my musicians to come this morning. God's not trying to get rid of the sinner. He's trying to save them. <laughs> Hallelujah. Some people want them out of their lives. God says, I'm trying to get them, get you into their life. So he says, live normal lives. Preserve and enlighten society to the glory of God. Pray and work for the peace of that nation or wherever your front line is. He says you need to ignore the false prophets. 
See, there are some gloom and doom prophets. It says, pray for the leaders and contribute to the economic well-being. All in Jeremiah 29. Woo! Man. Yep. Render to Caesar's that which is Caesar's and to God that which is God's. I mean, they're crooked. <laughs> you know? Sure, we're not denying that. That's, I'm sending out you in the midst and putting you in the midst of you're a lamb among wolves. The reason that you're safe in being a lamb among wolves because your lamb was led as a lamb to the slaughter and now he is the lion of the tribe of Judah. Your divine protector. Amen. He does not place you there because you're vulnerable. He places you there because you're capable. Yeah. Your front line. Whether it's the seed man that comes to the farmer's fields and you meet, or the lumberman. Here we have teachers and we have people in the corporate world. We have people, you know what I mean, in the, the, the world of, of helping people in the emotional realm and the, you know, trying to get life together. If I understand right, Brian's front line, it, it just moves across the various places. You've been to California, right, Brian? I mean, you know, I mean, people, you just, you know, a church. Don, down there with the farm, what a major front line. I'm placed, I'm positioned, I'm influencing. They're bringing me darkness, and I'm going ahead, and I'm, you know, I'm enlightening it. Because what does reveal darkness? Light. Light. Now, do we need to use the word absolutely? But we need the, the, the uh, uh, direction and the character and the nature of the Holy Spirit because the letter kills but the Spirit gives life. Approach. Approach. Hallelujah. I know my sister and, and Dave and everybody. I know you got contacts in your world. People that are facing cancer 
her neighbors, brothers and sisters, friends. And then you'll find those people that they already have faith. They just need perfecting of their faith. Hallelujah. See, it's not one ship. It's not one, you know, form or frame of ideologies. put faith that's there down encourage the faith that is there stand with me this morning hallelujah thank God for technology thank God for all those on the airwaves we are projecting into places that you know, much broader senses. But there's always a place and always a need for the foot soldier. Our own government, our own army, you know, in all of these skirmishes and battles that we're getting, you know what I mean? The one thing that helps them and they use for determination is well even after all of the high technology if we're really going to get the job done and change the government it's going to take foot soldiers and if you're going to change hearts and the rule and the government in people it's going to take foot soldiers give the Lord a praise this morning hallelujah God's up to something church always has been but there's a wave there's a revival but it's going to be because foot soldiers have went ahead and just recognized their place you know they're, and be empowered empowered you might not be able to bring up the name of Jesus but you can live the life of Jesus well yeah amen unfortunate events can happen in your life that put and place you in situations and settings and places that you never planned but God says that may have happened but you can still you can still have influence in the land your front line Father, this morning, the command 
in those last meeting hours when Jesus was on earth. You said, go into all the world. And because each one of us has a world that we're sent into, we have a front line that we've been placed, a position that we have, a power that has been given. Oh yes, in a word that needs to be shared. Oh God, we offer ourselves today in the land that you have placed us, in the front line that you've given us, to live life normal according to your word, according to the statutes and the framework of the Holy Bible, the Holy Spirit's guidance. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Love one another. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. And don't forget to pray for your front line.